भगवदगीता चैप्टर फाइव वर्स ट्वेंटी टू ये ही संस्पर्श जाग होगा दुख नये आद्यवत मेटीरियल भोगमेंट दुख डिस्ट्रेस यो नय सोर्सेस ऑफ एवा सर्टनली ते दे आर आदि बिगिनिंग अंत एंड वंत सब्जेक्टिव कौंथेय ओसन ऑफ कुंती नैवर तेषु इन दोज रमते takes delight buddha the intelligent person translation and purport by divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami shri prabhupad ki jai translation an intelligent person does not take part in the sources of misery which are due to contact with the material senses o son of kunti such pleasures have a beginning and an end and so the wise man does not delight in them please repeat an intelligent person, intelligent person does not take part, not take part in, the in the sources of misery which are due to contact, due to contact with the material senses o oh, son of kunti oh, such pleasures have a beginning, beginning and an end and, and so the wise man so does not delight in them purport material sense pleasures are due to the contact of the material senses which are all temporary because the body itself is temporary a liberated soul is not interested in anything which is temporary knowing well the joys of transcendental pleasures how can a liberated soul agree to enjoy false pleasures in the padma purana it is said ramante yogino nante satyanande chidatmani भागवतमेंड स्टूलर्स <coughs> rather you should undergo penances in this life by which your existence will be purified 
and as a result you will be able to enjoy unlimited transcendental bliss therefore those who are true yogis or learned transcendentalists are not attracted by sense pleasures which are the causes of continuous material existence the more one is addicted to material pleasures the more he is entrapped by material miseries so this is a very important verse yehi samsparshaja bhoga so what is samsparshaja bhoga <clears throat> so sparsha means we all know touch right sparsha samsparsha in sanskrit the prefix sam when it is used it is not like english sum it is full complete you know like purna is already complete but sampurna means completely complete <laughs> so everything when it is um, samyak actually the word why it is called sam samyak like samadhi adhi means uh, spiritual in the transcendental realm samadhi means samyak adhiyate smin atma tatva yathatmyam this is the nirukti dictionary definition of samadhi so samyak means completely immersed so samsparsha means completely in touch now this is interesting why is it called this word material happiness or material pleasures as we would define them are called here samsparshaja bhoga so sparsha touch what is the touch so ja means born from like for example um, in hindi also it is there sanskrit also in many indian languages praja praja means the citizens the citizens are called praja but our modern definition of praja is very limited we only consider the human beings of that land as the praja but we don't consider the animals as praja but in sanskrit ja means denotes janma so whichever soul of course soul does not take birth when it has taken a body that is called birth so whichever soul has accepted a body in that particular land he is praja whether it is tree whether it is animal whether it is insect whether it is human being all same praja because krishna is saying sarvayonishu kaunteya aham bija pradah pita of all species of life i am the father and a king who is representing the government who is ruling over the citizens he is supposed to be according to vedas naradeva another name for the king is naradeva that means among men he is god why because he is a representative of god and what is the meaning of representative he acts on behalf of god so what god has set down as rules he will enforce them and teach the general public or make sure that they learn all the uh, scriptures 
that's why brahmins not the caste brahmins that is it has become distorted in india the caste system but actually the original caste system is very scientific the caste system itself is not a problem but the abuse of it is the problem so the original system was that mankind was divided into four divisions and that divisions cannot be taken away even if we take out the name brahman kshatriya vaishya shudra and all these things those divisions will not go anywhere because they are not defined by birth in india the problem is it was it became defined by birth and that's where the whole problem started but actually it's based on merit guna karma vibhagasha just like now we have uh, what blue collar jobs white collar jobs the same what is that there's different classes of some are intellectuals some are administrators some are businessmen some are employees they work for somebody else so we we call these names but actually in sanskrit they are the brahmanas kshatriyas vaishyas and shudras brahmanas are the intellectuals and they are the ones who are supposed to learn about the science of god because to understand this vedic literature you need a lot of you know intellectual involvement and so therefore brahmanas are supposed to be the, and there has to be astikya also not not nastik astik they have to be not uh, against god atheist and uh, they have to completely believe the word of god not just blindly with reasoning actually krishna if you see bhagavad gita is very full of reasoning and then the kshatriyas so the brahmanas they teach the public it's not that they oh we are brahmins you don't come into my house this is all later recently in kaliyuga this all thing these things started before it used to be completely different the brahmanas used to teach the entire population the aim of life first of all because without locking on the aim you cannot go about life with a purpose everybody nowadays it is a fashion my aim of life is i want to do this i want to do this i want to do. everybody has their own aims of life they have created but actually the original aim of everyone is the same that we have to become obedient to god and go back to him no more coming back in this repeated cycle of birth and death our real problems we have to understand first our real problems are birth death old age and disease whatever we may do whether we may become politician whether we may become businessman or sportsman or academician or whatever these things we cannot take away so i think switch off that that speaker show him prabhu i don't want to waste my time on this <coughs> so the brahmanas are supposed to teach the entire public on this and they have to guide the administrators the kshatriyas who are the kings and who used to rule ably over the entire population and make sure that there is assistance complete assistance to the brahmanas so that everybody now brahmanas will teach how to live a life now kshatriyas duty is to provide facility so that people can live their life in fact today's unemployment problem also can be solved if this varnashram system can be brought back in its most scientific manner nowadays there is unemployment because people are trained to be shudras employees means it's a shudra by definition if i work for someone that is shudra 
so our modern education system is producing shudra although people may have the capability of becoming brahmana kshatriya vaishyas maybe few vaishyas businessmen you can say but actually vaishyas means agriculture cow protection and surplus whatever natural product surplus is that is to be traded so this is the field of activities for vaishya so today everything is opposite of everybody is being trained to become a shudra there is huge vacancy for brahmana <laughs> huge kshatriya and vaishya only everybody is trained to be a shudra and how many jobs can you churn out for shudra and when the that's why they think oh the machines they will threaten the human jobs jobs ko machine can never replace brahmana or kshatriya vaishya they can do automated i mean things which are like robotic things they can do yes Uh, but these things the realization and the implementation and god realization that is what human being is actually meant for and the beauty of varnashram system is that while everybody is employed and everybody's livelihood is taken care of everybody is engaged also in the ultimate aim of self realization and god realization whereas today the entire goal of society and countries is economic growth a country is judged whether it's first class second class third class whatever by gdp no no consideration of what is the spiritual there is a big meeting and big news and everything coverage for the national budget no coverage for uh, god realize nothing <laughs> we have to do ourselves facebook live like this <laughs> nobody will come camera news channel nobody will come. because uh, <laughs> this is kaliyuga now the the focus is gone whereas previously the first class um, country or second class they were not calculated according to them finances financial you know sufficiency is defined very differently in bhagavad gita as long as you have food clothing shelter what more you want i mean what is the need for huge you ask all the rich men whether they are happy nobody can be happy here and it's not necessary as long as we can live comfortably that should be enough and the rest of the time instead of working 12 hours 14 hours shift 16 hours shift sometimes save that time up for spiritual life that's the whole point of vedic civilization Yes everybody knows we ha- we all have to work and you know we all have to have our livelihoods but that was also taken care of fully it was not it is not that you know previously everybody was starving no in fact they had more than us hmm. we are actually having problems in our supplies we say overpopulation previously you know how many in in ramayan how many monkeys were there in ram's army you may say 10000 20000 right no we cannot even imagine the number of monkeys 1 0 0 0 72 0 <laughs> billion is only 9 zeros by the way 72 zeros that many monkeys were there there was no overpopulation and what kind of monkeys you know not small small monkeys you know just the jumping here no 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 huge monkeys they will if they lift they can go uproot trees like this 
big big banyan trees they can uproot hanuman you see vanar army was huge and they were fighting with ravana no over population they did not over oh, forest all finished now we have to global warming they never said all these things hmm. so all these things are there so the main thing is we don't understand we we and this vedic science this whole scientific civilization model given by krishna himself in the fourth chapter he says chaturvarnya maya srishtam guna karma vibhagasa this four brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra krishna says i have created and nobody can take away that and they say oh caste caste system is abolished caste system is abolished. what was abolished was the abuse of the caste system but the real caste system nobody can actually take away because krishna has created nobody can undo that we may call intellectuals administrators businessmen or uh, agriculturists or you know um, employees we may use different words to denote them but same brahmana kshatriya vaishya sudra only Uh, that birthright kind of thing that was kind of is still going on you know but <laughs> in fact nowadays those who are so called brahmin they they are called um, oc and the, the the quota is lowest <laughs> and deserve it you know so it's not by that so anyway the point is coming back to the point so this whole varnashram system is there it is to slowly purify our existence now this samsparsha so purify existence means first of all you have to understand what is the contamination so as we know samyak adhyate so samsparsha means completely in touch in contact now what is in contact what is this samsparsha jab hoga by contact with material senses what is this so our senses we know five senses eyes ears nose tongue and skin touch and each of these five senses have five sense objects each of these senses are meant to sense a particular thing about a, uh, a substance like the eyes can see the form they are meant to perceive form so what is the sparsha of the eyes the material by contact with material senses i means when the eyes what is the how does it contact this world by seeing form wherever where, wherever there is form we can see with our eyes and sound can be um, you know sensed by the ears so this is called sparsha so each of the senses can come in contact with these are the interface for us to deal with the material world to interact with the material world you know like you have this ipad you know this web, website or app or whatever you are tapping what is that that is an interface you are actually the app whatever it is suppose for example grab you want to book a taxi you are tapping away some buttons but what is happening behind the scenes huge databases of drivers huge databases of clients huge database of money grab pay or whatever you are using big big things are going on behind money transfers all these things but for us how we interact with those system that is the interface so this screen that that app screen that is the interface so this material world there is a grand arrangement 
but we are our interface with this material world is through the senses and just like when you touch the app different places different things happen sparsha similarly when we sparsha we, we touch this material world with our senses in different ways different things happen what are the things that happen <laughs> so of course we see we smell we you know hear we uh, taste and we uh, what is the other one here Hmm? Touch, feel, yeah. And this we are defining as enjoyments. We, our, what is uh, happiness for us? For example, somebody wants to see. Okay, let me see this uh, movie. Let's go to this theater and watch this movie. So, what is happening? We think there is a, you know, relax, enjoy, period. Why it is called enjoyment? Because I am trying to samsparsha. I am giving samsparsha to my eyes and my ears. That's why I call it enjoyment. If I can listen to some nice music, enjoyment. If I can smell something nice, fragrance, enjoyment. This is what is called samsparsha jabhoga. Whenever our senses come in a pleasing sense object, that is what we define as enjoyment form if we look at a nice scenery ah, that is enjoyment or for a boy he wants to look at a beautiful girl or the other way around so this is again same thing samsparsha so this we are defining as enjoyment when our senses are gratified or we want to have what uh, what king coil mattress touch you see and in fact Bhagavatam goes to even more graphical description of the naked truth let's see I don't want to be blamed so I'm going to take out the verse so you will see Bhagavatam is saying not me This is who you know, Prahlad Maharaj, Narsimadev's devotee, he is saying this in Bhagavatam. Yanmaithu nadi grihamedhi sukham hi tucham kandu yanena karayo riva dukha dukham tripyanti neha kripana bahu dukha bhaja kandu tivan manasijam vishaheta dhiraha This, you know, this samsparsha is uh, translated as itching sensation you know and among all kinds of enjoyment samsparsha jab hoga in this material world the highest is sex life and is actually sparsha touch and here it is said these are not very pleasant words but naked truth sex life is compared to the rubbing of two hands to relieve an itch Grihamedhis, so-called grihasthas, that means householders, who have no spiritual knowledge, think that this itching is the greatest platform of happiness. This is this samsparsha. You know, when there is itch, you want to scratch it. It feels nice to scratch. And you keep on scratching it and scratching it. After some time, it will become a wound. It will be painful. <laughs> that is how material world is, material enjoyment is. This is called samsparsha. 
and as long as I keep on sparsha, it will be nice. Once I take out bleeding, and sex life is nothing but bleeding only. Hmm? In fact, it is said one drop of semen is concentrated blood. I think around 64 or 80 drops of blood makes one drop of semen. So you see, actually, it is blood. So, Grahamedis, so-called Grahasthas who have no spiritual knowledge think that this itching is the greatest platform of happiness. Although actually, it is a source of distress. The Kripanas, the fools who are just the opposite of Brahmanas. This Brahmana is not by caste. Get that out of the head. Brahmanas means ones who know the spiritual knowledge, spiritual aim of life. So, the Kripanas are the opposite, who don't know anything about life. This is also mentioned in the Upanishads, all the definition is given. Hmm? The Kripanas, the fools who are just the opposite of Brahmanas, are not satisfied by repeated sensuous enjoyment. They do it over and over and over again. Those who are dhira, however, who are sober and who tolerate this itching, are not subjected to the sufferings of fools and rascals. <laughs> Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam, they know how to use the words. Call everybody without any reservation, fools and rascals. You know, Prahlad Maharaj is saying this. Krishna also says, Vimodhatma. So, we have to understand, first of all, we have been fools. We think we are big time. But actually, to be in this material world and to be against God for millions of years, millions of lifetimes we have been here. Not just one life, two lives. Millions and trillions of lifetimes. We are fool actually. So, here it is said, Itching, this itching sensation, samsparsha jabhava is itch. So, but there is another happiness. Now, before going to the other happiness, um, Bhagavatam says, and that verse was quoted in the purport, I will take out the actual verse also. He says, now you may ask, sir, what is wrong with uh, samsparsha jabhava? I feel nice, I mean, I feel good. If I watch a movie, I feel good. If I watch a cricket match, I feel good. If I taste some nice food in the restaurant, I feel good. So, what is wrong? Why are you saying it's wrong? Problem is, first of all, they are also available for dog eaters, uh, <laughs> dog eaters, stool, uh, stool eating dogs and hogs. So, now dogs and hogs, they eat even stool. That means they are. In other words, you know, let's like take out this verse. Nayam deho dehabhajam nirloke. Nirloke means in the human society. Kashtan kaman arhate vid bhujam ye. Vid, vid means stool. Bhujam means one who eats. Vid bhujam means one who enjoys stool, eating stool. Tapo divyam putrakayena sattvam shudhyet yasmad brahma saukhyam tu anantam. Hmm. Lord Rishabdev told his sons, My dear boys, of all the living entities who have accepted material bodies in this world, one who has been awarded this human form should not work hard day and night simply for sense gratification. This sense gratification means is samsparsha bhoga, touching of the senses. So he should not work hard day and night simply for this, which is available even for dogs and hogs that eat stool. Why, why, it is, why it is mentioned here stool eating animal? Why, why you should you compare with this? 
it is how nicely it is said here because if you if if i can eat stool what is my taste what is my standard of taste like if you go to the prabhupada said you give halwa nice you know everybody likes you know some i don't know if some some people may not like sweets but mostly at least i like so if you have some nice sweet people will take now if you see pigs especially in india there is a lot of pigs in the garbage wherever there is garbage piles you know huge population of pigs is there and they are enjoying and having a fun time now you may take compassion upon them are what a what a pathetic life they are having let me give some let me help them let me do some food distribution annadana give them some uh, nice uh, biryani rice or you know <laughs> halwa or you know some uh, what is that mysore pak they are not interested they what what you are giving us garbage we are eating here feast you don't give us garbage for them this is, look at their standard of taste now you are feeling bad for them but they are feeling bad for you no <laughs> akkana foolish people passing by so many people not even one stopping very good at least for us we can have they are thinking like this the standard of taste is so low are those people enjoy it. those kind of uh, creatures enjoy this kind of samsparsha jab hoga why you human nirloke why you have born in human society why you have to hanker after garbage the pigs go after garbage why you want to go after garbage that is what this verse is saying that happiness by sense contact with the sense and the sense object samsparsha available for pigs and dogs why i why human have to go go after that that is the point in other words it's teasing a bit actually it's teasing us don't you have a higher standard of taste or what you have no taste <laughs> this verse is saying like that you have no taste or what so here it is said one should engage one should engage in penance penance and austerity what is penance and austerity tapasya tapo divyam tapasya means voluntary acceptance of some inconvenience well, like what for example we wake up early in the morning like about 4 o'clock 3:30 4 o'clock now most people don't want to wake up at that time are what is this waking me aadhi raat ko you know jaga rahe ho kya hai why are you waking me up in the middle of the night <laughs> it's not middle of the night it is start of day according to vedic uh, calculation of time 3 hours before sunrise is already the beginning of day time and especially 1 and 1/2 hours before sunrise is brahma muhurta very very auspicious in fact the most auspicious time of the day is that time brahma muhurta brahma means spiritual muhurta means time and if we wake up at that time everything will be auspicious those who wake up after sunrise forget about good luck happy new year all why 2020 turn out to be like that because of everybody waking up so late <laughs> doing all sorts of things they're not interested in god consciousness not just waking up later so many things so we have to do some this is one penance i'm just telling one thing many things like that like we refrain from eating meat for example that is also tapasya hmm and no intoxication no drinks i mean alcohol even to the point of tea and coffee 
those are also classified as intoxicants chocolate has caffeine tea has theobromine now to this extent we don't indulge in intoxication and no illicit sex no sexual connections beyond marriage ties and even within also only for procreation everything has responsible usage nothing is bad as long as it is used properly in krishna's service so even sex life can be used for krishna's service by bringing forth good population in this world nowadays people forgot how to bring good population in this world they are doing huge family planning and but the whole family planning is totally topsy turvy the whole family planning is using contraceptives and you know abortion and all kind of sinful activities that's not family family planning means according to vedic civilization you can produce as many children as you want make sure they are raised up in god consciousness as long as you can ensure that yeah we can produce thousands so that is the family planning of vedic culture the main thing there is no adequate there is no uh, what is that um, uh, lack there is no scarcity uh, in supplies there's now they say oh, overpopulation you know if there are more people then everything will be short supply no in fact shri prabhupada said that he has traveled the whole world many many times and he said i have seen all the countries all the continents sorry and i have seen enough to say comfortably that there is enough land in this world to feed 10 times the current world population 10 times without difficulty like aram se easily without any problem that much resources are there enough but it is a question of mismanagement and atheism that is the cause of the problem the whole industrialism industrialization and all these things and it has given rise to all this you know deforestation whatever and even some countries they throw their entire supplies rather than give another country they won't share so much surplus is thrown into the sea sometimes and but they don't share with poorer countries why because oh this is mine oh i can't get any money out of it i rather throw it rather than give it to you there's all kinds of and pollution so many things are going on all this is because of atheism so the vedic civilization is very very simple tapo divyam don't indulge in over uh, don't why there is now so much why everybody has to work like morning to night and then so much stress and why because we have to satisfy the customer and what does the customer do he will increase facility for um uh, this uh, sense gratification for example uh, i mean simple example now there is this uh, nowadays if you want to previously if you want to eat something you have to find some grow some vegetables first of all on your own and then cut them and you know cook them yourself now if you want to eat something just one app and then press some buttons and food will come to your home you don't even need to go anywhere so what they are doing they are making the gratification of the senses as quickly as possible without as um as as much hindrance that can be taken away from the process of achieving the sense gratification 
that much it's a good product in today's calculation or a service so that's how it's driven the whole economy is driven by this um, facility for sense how much i can give better facility for sense gratification that is customer service so and to do that and it never stops you like when there was you know steve jobs first announced iphone with a when he did that on the screen everybody was wow i was mad if you go and to see 2007 footage again now it is what if you see that video now you will see why are these people behaving like this but back then it was a huge thing you see and then everybody you know got onto the bandwagon now that is sense gratification oh this is something very entertaining okay it has done we have live streams and all we are using we are not against technology we are not against these facilities what we are against is and what krishna is against not we krishna and we are just his advocates the misuse of such facilities for sense gratification instead now many people are doing live streams for example but they're doing all kinds of topics what we are doing trying to spread the message of krishna that is okay in fact such technology was used by even vyasadev the mahabharat if you read the bhagavad gita mahabharat war, i mean that war was going on on the kurukshetra the kurukshetra battlefield and here sanjaya was narrating to dhritarashtra who was blind the whole incidents of the battlefield and far apart like hundreds of kilometers away how is by live streaming but not with camera nothing is by yogic power they used to have all it's not that they did not have these technologies please don't think that we are so smart that we are better than all these uh, sadhus and whatever saints of before no 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 they had far better technology without a camera nothing they can do live streaming that you cannot do <laughs> if the wifi gets <laughs> shut down then finish your live stream gone <laughs> if a power cut finish no there no it doesn't depend on these things it independent of all this we are becoming dependent on this so anyway but they had all these facilities but it is not that they used it extravagantly not everybody was given the chance for live streaming only sanjay was given the chance so that he can live stream what krishna is doing not what some uh, movie actor is doing or some cricketer is doing or some soccer player is doing those people are not given the power you you stay at home you do whatever you want you cannot so uh, you are going to you want to live stream bhagavad gita yeah you can he was giving running commentary of bhagavad gita that is allowed so you see so that is proper use of technology that is allowed for krishna service yes anything not for personal gratification so that's why it is said tapo divyam we have to voluntarily accept some inconvenience it looks like inconvenience in the beginning anything even if you want to succeed materially for example you have to undergo some inconvenience right you have to work hard they say hard work is the key to success everywhere there is there has to be an effort and that effort is not going to be all hunky dory and rosy no it's not going to be it will be having you know a lot of uh, struggles so that is also a tapasya right voluntarily nobody asks you to go through that but you have to go through that if you want to achieve something even materially now same thing that is called tapasya but that is not tapo divyam divyam means for a divine cause for a transcendental reason 
that is tapasya for material reasoning like i want to achieve something so that my sense gratification can multiply that is that is material tapasya but tapo divya means for spiritual reason for krishna's sake like we fast on ekadashi some people fast mondays for shiva tuesdays for hanuman you know like this it goes fridays lakshmi all it goes but what they do, what do they do that for so that they will get good luck so that they will be protected again it's all me the focus is me not anything else so that's not what we should do any tapasya for krishna we we were like we fast on ekadashi not to get something from krishna no in fact ekadashi means i want to do more for krishna that is ekadashi that is fast janmashtami krishna's birthday we fast usually our birthday what we do eat as much cake or whatever <laughs> i think today one boys but <laughs> krishna's birthday we fast uh, until midnight small tapasya for compared to what usually the the you know sages used to do before there is nothing one day fasting is nothing dhruva maharaj what did he do you know <laughs> six months in six months he saw vishnu directly sakshat pratyaksha he saw directly vishnu there standing before him six months you know what all he did five year old boy standing on one leg still like a not 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 even shaking like this still first uh, month he was just eating uh, fruits or berries that fell down from the tree not even plucking them just fell next he just had that to once every 3 days i think something like that once a day or once every 2 days then next month he decreased to only a cup of a handful of water every 3 uh, days or 4 days then it it came to a stage where in the 6th month he was um taking one breath of air every 12 days in 12 days he'll only take one breath that much you know tapasya we're talking about what we can do nowadays one day fasting we are talking as if it's a very big thing not really big <laughs> kaliyuga we are not accustomed to do such tapasyas but anyway this much we can do whatever is given to us so he got a season mashing this is small fun and then the other thing is wake up in the morning every day that's very important actually hmm. and refrain from the four sinful habits so these are tapasyas to attain the divine one should engage in penance and austerity to attain the divine position of devotional service so basically this tapasya means to reduce that samsparsha ja the samsparsha should be reduced and why we will see in a while by such activity by what activity by this penance and austerity one's heart is purified and when one attains this position he attains eternal blissful life which is transcendental to material happiness and which continues forever now who doesn't want to enjoy forever if there is such a position we will definitely go for it we must say no prabhu every time enjoyment boring you know at least need to have some mix you know every time how long you can eat sweet sometimes you have to have salt spice everything you have to have taste all kind of thing. right that is how that is the world of duality here 
this world of duality, you cannot appreciate one thing without another thing. That is this duality world. <laughs> you can't just appreciate sweet and sweet and sweet. You can't. You get fed up of sweet. Even if you are a sweet lover, you, you eat two kgs of sweet, you are finished. You will never touch sweet for one week or you can never maybe touch again because of diabetes. But you need some salt. Like actually there was a story I read in a comics when I was a kid. So this king, he had uh, nine daughters. So, they were all like uh, in their youth, in their late teens, maybe something around there. So, the king was, uh, he loved his daughters so much and they also loved him very much. And um, the king asked the daughters, how much do you love me? Then everybody was saying, I love, um, uh, the one first daughter was saying, I, I love you like um, uh, Ladu, as much as, you know, I love Ladu or even more. So, everybody was comparing their... Uh, love with um, sweets. So the first seven daughters all this, that, this, that, sweets. Oh, he liked it and he... Then um, the eighth one said, I, I love you like salt. What? And then the other ninth one said, I love you like chili. Huh? You both are not my daughters. Get out! Banish them. <laughs> so then they went out of the kingdom. So, this is a comic story. But... Um, then um, the two daughters were crying. They actually had a lot of affection for the father, but he misunderstood them. And they wanted to prove their love to him. So um, they arranged a big feast, but anonymous. Say, one very good ally of yours is arranging this feast, this surprise feast. You, you, she actually, they both of them, they. Um, gave a message to one of the messengers of the king you tell him that uh, one of his close allies is giving him a surprise feast and uh, you come and have a you know bite of all the things so there's a big banquet prepared and uh, he came and king was wow this arrangement is first class you know and then there was uh, first open first you know the tray open and then all kinds of, you know, the laddus were there and then the Mysore Pak was there and then all kinds of sweets, like sweets and sweets and hundreds and thousands of varieties of sweets were there. So, he, he, he first liked it, you know, after 10 sweets, he was like, come on, any, you know, rice or any dal, any, you know, any pickled anything is there or not? How, how many sweets I can eat, you know? Mm. Then, then the daughters came and told the king. And then they, brought all the other items which full of you know all these different different tastes and this is what we meant by love you like salt love you like chili and all the spices this is the meaning so because actually our main course is all usually salt <laughs> only one dessert will be sweet although sweet is considered any festival we distribute sweets but um, sweet is dessert only the main course majority of our food will be salt no salt and spice. So, uh, that is a majority. So, that's what their whole thing was. So, now uh, we may say how you should have this to, uh, now sometimes there has to be some challenges now, otherwise life is not, you know, there is no maza, there is no like uh, kick in life. So, that is duality. We cannot define happiness without suffering. If you struggle for to achieve some result, that result tastes sweeter because of the struggle. Not because of the result itself, but because of the struggle that tastes sweeter. 
like if you put something you know those orange peels you get they have this seasoned orange peels in singapore it's common they season it with uh, sugar and salt and all now you put that in your mouth and it's very sour and sometimes even a little bitter after that you take some water the water tastes much sweeter <laughs> so that is because and even if you if you take amla you know gooseberry if you eat gooseberries very very sour but then after that you drink a cup of water it tastes sweet because of the sourness of the gooseberry so that's this material world without that uh, sourness that that bitterness sweetness cannot be appreciated but in the spiritual world it's totally different anandam budhivardhanam pratipadam purnamrita swadanam it's not like material happiness not at all it's completely different in quality in fact it has all the flavors of seeming distress seeming anxiety everything but it's not anxiety it's not distress nothing if you see the nectar of devotion if you read you will see all the moods of devotional service like mother yashoda for example when krishna was a small boy and she was always worried that he would today morning only we were reading in the nectar of devotion with that krishna he was just starting to walk and as soon as he started to walk he was going out of the house going to neighbor's house you know stealing some butter here and there and coming back inside no control nobody could control him very restless now mother yashoda of course every mother would like the child to be you know uh, moving about and you know lively child but at the same time she was worried because when she, he was young the putana came in to kill him of course krishna killed the putana demoness but still she did not believe that krishna killed so by some you know uh, god's arrangement he she got killed uh, i got my son is lucky i am lucky uh, so she was always anxious for krishna but that anxiousness cannot be the, is not the same as material anxiety anxious for krishna is totally different yeah like as devotees we have so much anxiety how to establish the temple how to preach how to expand the movement uh, how to you know make this message heard by many people in difficult countries sometimes you know all these things these are all challenges that a devotee uh, happily accepts on behalf of krishna and he is not um, anxious like the materialist not at all it's not at all the same thing is actually a feature of happiness although it may look like that's why it's actually ecstatic love but it seemingly appears like um, either distress or an anxiety and all this so it's totally different subject it's a much advanced subject it is uh, discussed by sri lurupa goswami in great detail in the nectar of devotion book if you see actually it is bhakti rasamrita sindhu translated by shri prabhupada as nectar of devotion so that hap- um, spiritual happiness is brahma saukhyam to anantam today's verse is adi antavantah kaunteya this material happiness this samsparsha happiness has a beginning and an end like even the, the example of sex life is mentioned here it is just a moment's pleasure but then the responsibilities go on for decades for a little bit of pleasure we uh, agree our terms and conditions are that say everything has a terms and conditions you know any app anything 
you have to take the terms and conditions i agree i don't know what i am agreeing to but i am agreeing i'm just sticking the thing you know like that we are not even knowing what we are agreeing to when we accept the terms and conditions of maya's happy so called happiness is samsparsha jabhoga because it looks fine it looks but the terms and conditions are there you haven't read the small lettered terms and conditions you know the smallest <laughs> when you zoom in with magnifying glass you'll say hey this is suffering <laughs> full suffering <laughs> now that suffering is worth it for example parents you know they have to raise the children for years for 20 years 25 years now and that's a lot of struggle there is suffering but it is worth it if they can make them devotees i mean this is actually the responsibility of parents if all of that is worth it if this is if this condition is met this is the terms and condition main terms and conditions tnc गुरुर् न सजनो न सीता न सननी न सपति सोचेद सपेत मृत्यु वन हू कैन नॉट डेलीवर हिज डिपेडेंट फ्रॉम द पाथ ऑफ रिपीटेड बर्थ एंड डेथ शुड नेवर बिकम a spiritual master a relative a father a husband a mother or a worshipable demigod that means the children who have been born the parents should like today there is one child who who's birthday right so the whole plan is that he should not get another birth jai shri shri radha madam you know actually Uh, um, interesting thing you know every time especially in india i see this a lot among indians um happy birthday and all this they they always say many happy returns of the day i never understand i never even put a thought to what it actually means i never put a thought they always say many happy returns of the day many happy wish you many happy returns what is this many happy returns of the day? i mean just very recently I remembered because in Singapore they don't use it much that much, but in India a lot. So um, I was thinking, why do they say many happy returns of the day? Huh? Oh, many happy. Okay, that means you should have many more birthdays so you live long. That's what I actually mean. But actually, we have already been having this day for many many lifetimes. Every lifetime we have been celebrating our birthdays. Many many returns have already come. <laughs> It's to stop. It is to stop the whole thing that is the aim of human life. May there not be many returns into this material world. May there be not be any return. It means this life should be our last. You see, that is the whole point of human life. If we miss that point, and if we achieve many many, what, what is the use? Adi antavanta kaunte. Everything is going to be finished. Whatever we are trying to achieve in this world will be finished. Why are we? investing so much time so much effort so much emotions into them why if i if i um, ask you okay today i have opened a bank okay you come and deposit in your, in my bank and 5 years later you will get zero nothing whatever you have invested also gone you will get nothing i am not going to give anything who will come and invest in my bank nobody no sane person but that's exactly what we are doing 
our ROI, return on investment in this life, zero. After all that we do, in a second, in a second, everything is taken away from us at the time of death. But still, we we are nonchalant. I mean, we are completely like we don't even consider death. You think it is just one flash in time. That's what happens, and then we finish. So while you are living, just live life king size. That's the motto today. You don't understand that after death, is, death is not your end. Continue in the next body. That's all. Just like we change dresses every day, we change bodies every life. So it's uh, the soul doesn't take birth, doesn't die. So these things they've forgotten. No education. The so-called education is just making uh, how to earn a livelihood. It is teaching us how to earn a livelihood. It's not teaching us how to live life. Livelihood is to maintain your life. But maintain your life for what? That is the real thing. We must understand. And human life is meant for ending the cycle of birth and death. And therefore, we should not be distracted by samsparshaja bhoga, the enjoyments that come with touching the senses with the sense objects. Now, in today's verse, if you noticed, there is this verse, word called dukhayonaya. Dukhayonaya evate. This material happiness, this samsparshaja bhoga, is dukhayonaya. It is a source of dukha, misery. Yona means what? Yoni. Yoni means womb. Yoni means womb. Womb is the source of the, our birth. So that is why it is called Yoni. So Dukkha Yonaya means the womb of misery. Or the beginning point of misery. Is what? This Samsparshaja Bhoga. This sense gratification. Hmm. So it is a source of misery. And there is a sequence we have shown this many times but it is always good to recap and maybe if somebody it's new now you see second chapter 62nd verse dhyayato vishayan pumsah sangaste shupajayate sangat sanjayate kamah kamat krodho bhijayate while contemplating the objects of the senses now, remember, right? What is the objects of the senses? The senses are eyes, ears, nose, tongue, skin. Now, objects of the senses or sense objects means for the eyes, the sense object is form. For the nose, smell, like that. Those are sense objects. What you sense with your senses. So, <clears throat> while contemplating the objects of the senses, a person develops attachment for them. So, while our senses are interacting with this world, they interface with this world, our mind is making plans. We are passing by on the road and some restaurant, some smell comes. Hurry, I want to eat that. The mind has made a plan after the senses have you know, sensed something and sent the signal. Mind is making plans how to enjoy it more. So you see, and we see some trailer of a movie. Oh, I want to see this movie. You see, it is pulling. The senses are pulling us to that. Every sense is pulling us in different directions. So a person, while contemplating the objects of the senses, develops attachment for them. And from such attachment, lust develops. Lust means not only sexual desire, any desire to enjoy. Atmendriya priti vancha, tar nam kam. 
कृष्णेन्द्रिय प्रीति इच्छा धरे प्रेम नाम टू डिफरेंट वर्ड्स लव एंड लस्ट लास्ट मीन्स वन आई वॉन्ट टू एन्जॉय माई ओन सेंसेस दैट इज लास्ट इन इन दिस वर्ल्ड से आई लव यू आई लव क्रैप नो बी लव एनी वन दे लव दम सेल्व दैट इज लास्ट बिकॉज यू कैन गिव मी हैप्पीनेस दैट्स वाई आई लव यू सो कॉल एंड दे से आई लव चिकन ऑल्सो दैन द मीन्स वर्ड दे गोट किस द चिकन नो दे गोट ईट इट एज लॉन्ग एज दे कैन एन्जॉय इट वेदर इट विद बी विथ द टंग or with the touch a girl would be with touch or food will be with tongue samsparsha as long as my samsparsha can be samsparshaja this contact of the senses can be satisfied that is what i define as happiness and that's i what that's what i say i love but actually it's i lust over that thing so in this world there is no love love means krishnendriya priti ichha dhare prem na when my desire is only to satisfy krishna that is called love and actually so therefore love is not at all possible in this world the closest the closest it comes is the mother's love for the child even that is not perfect because a mother's love for the child is practically selfless mother has mother is not going to get anything from the child when she cleans her stool or um, you know feed or whatever but out of love okay but then again there is also kind of there is a closest resemblance it's not actually entirely love because it's still lust because that same affection is not there for another child right is one's own child so that is again based on bodily but that's the closest resemblance to love of god so that same thing selflessly if we only desire krishna's happiness that is real love and that love radiates to everybody so a devotee he loves krishna and because he loves krishna he loves everything that belongs to krishna also because it's krishna's property it's like a mother she loves the child she keeps all the toys of the child in one place and everything she has no interest in his mother is not going to play with those toys she keeps those toys nicely because she loves the child and the child has to play with it because it belongs to the child the mother has some interest in that so a devotee has no personal interest in anything in this world but through krishna he has full interest in everybody everything in this world that means he wants to like that's why he understands that everybody every single soul not only humans you know every single species of life is actually a part and parcel of krishna but they are suffering in this material world in repeated birth and death in different stages some are in the human being stage some are in the dog stage some are in the ant stage some are in the bird some trees like that so he understands that all of them are suffering at different degrees because they have forgotten their real relationship with god and therefore he acts for the benefit of the entire world he tries to educate them remind them hey you belong to krishna you don't belong here and therefore he can actually truly love everyone because they belong through krishna if we take out krishna from the equation i would love only my family or my country i become patriotic ah oh, what is that hindustan zindabad 
this is again because my body is born in india i will think oh india is great proud to be an indian why are we proud to be an indian for what the only thing that is good in india actually i mean many things good but the main thing is a spiritual culture but indians are not proud for that mostly they are proud for useless things Hmm. that is the spiritual culture is what you are proud of then it's meaningful if you are proud to proud to be an indian that is that is considered in bhagavatam as animal saiva gokhara bhaumaijyadhi bhaumaijya means those who worship the land of their birth are considered as ass gokhara kharam means ass is as good as an ass that is the level patriotism is you know Uh, considered in vedic vedic civilization in our krishna consciousness so these all you know these so called patriotism or my family you know all these things are or my species or my race my language some people are very you know fanatic about their language especially <laughs> i mean with no offense to anyone but sometimes when i meet um, some some tamil people they always oh ours is oldest language older than sanskrit and they say oh, we have more alphabets than anybody else in this world we have 247 alphabets how surprised how you can have 247 alphabets then ask can you write down those alphabets then do you remember all of them yeah yeah, yeah. right ka ka ki ki what is this 247 like this <laughs> this is just consonants and you know vowels just put together all that if you calculate like that ka ka ki ki ku ku Sanskrit has 568, if I'm not wrong, and all the Indian languages pretty much have the same, and some even more a little bit. I think Tamil has the least in that sense. I'm not against Tamil, but to be fanatic, and what I'm saying is, I mean, it's a beautiful language, by the way, actually. The, all the poems by Alwars, if you see, beautiful. So, I mean, everything is beautiful as long as it glorifies the Lord. <laughs> if it doesn't glorify the Lord, it's garbage. this not my word bhagavatam's word tad vayasam tirtham exact sanskrit word is tad vayasam tirtham any any literature even if it is like literally if it is in literary composition if it is done very well the language and then the words the vocabulary is too good and very nice but if it's not glorifying the lord i mean i'll just show you the verse then it is classified as a place of pilgrimage for crows crows go where there is garbage see this vayasam tirtham you know tirthyatra tirthyatra tirth means you know place of pilgrimage vayasam tirtham vayasam tirtham means the pilgrimage for crows hare krishna so place of pilgrimage for crows means garbage so let's see those words this is uh, from bhagavatam नयद्वचित्रपदम हरेशो जगत्पवित्रगृणीतकर्चि तद्वायसम तीर्थमुशंति मानसा नयत्रहंसा निरमंचुशिक्षया दोज वर्ड्स विच डू नॉट डिस्क्राइब द ग्लोरीज ऑफ द लॉर्ड हू अलोन कैन सैंटिफाई द एटमोस्फियर एटमोस्फियर ऑफ द होल यूनिवर्स आर कंसिडर्ड बाई सेंटली पर्सन्स टू बी लाइक अन टू अ प्लेस ऑफ पिलग्रमेज फॉर क्रोज सिंस द ऑल परफेक्ट पर्सन्स आर इनहेबिटेंट्स ऑफ द ट्रांसेंडेंटल अबोर्ड दे डू नॉट डिराइव एनी प्लेजर देयर See the all perfect persons who are inhabitants of transcendental abode. Those who are interested in Krishna 
and his abode, his Vaikuntha, they are not interested in this false glorifications of this material world. That's exactly what point today. Dukhayonayayavate. These are sources of misery. So, samsparsha jhaboga. And therefore, adi antavanta kaunteya. There is adi and anta. There is a beginning and an end. But therefore, nateshu ramate buddha. Buddha means one who has actually intelligence. He will not uh, take pleasure in those kinds of enjoyments. That's why when sometimes people say, Prabhu, you don't watch movies? They say, no. How, how you are living without watching Why? Why you cannot watch movies? Nobody will die. You'll, you mean you will starve if you don't watch movies? No. So, like this, and they are sometimes surprised. Oh, how you have given up and uh, you know joined this? What have I given up, I am saying? I, I asked them, you have given up the greatest thing, I mean the greatest platform of happiness. Now you take it up. Why you have given up? Take it up. Krishna consciousness. I have not given up anything. Anything. I have taken up the highest thing, highest pleasure. How come you are not enjoying this? No, no. Why you think we are not enjoying? You need a weekend to, you know, like stay away from that work. We don't need a weekend. In fact, our weekends are busier than weekdays. Like we have this class and all this. Of course, weekdays, weekdays also we do. But <coughs> weekends are more busy. And we don't have a holiday. And we don't need a holiday. Because every day is a holiday for us. Because it's a holy day. If you worship the Lord, every day is a holy day. Right? And that's a holiday. And better than a holiday. And nowadays people want to, in a holiday, they want to go to some exotic location and you know. That's again atheism. Atheism. Because the real way how people used to go if they want a vacation or something, they used to go to holy places. Nowadays they go to Phuket <laughs> or some, uh, what is that? Um, what is that? Saba, Sarawak or somewhere in uh, Thailand, somewhere. They want to go or some Europe, whatever. So this is their idea of traveling. Previously there was idea of traveling, but they used to travel to holy places. So that, yes, material work and all this life can be stressful. So you need a break. Yeah. So take a break, meaningful break, no? Why meaningless, stupid? I mean, throw the money away and then samsparsha jabhoga, go there and you know do what, and then no spiritual benefit. So they used to in the Vedic culture. Holidays used to be more productive spiritually than normal days because they used to spend time and Tirthyatra pilgrimage means not simply go there and take bath and come out. That is again considered as according to Bhagavatam. Yat Tirtha Buddhi Salilena Karhichit Janesho Abhigneshu Sayeva Gokhara. Those who go to the holy place take bath and come back as good as asses. Why? Even an ass can also take bath in a holy place, river. What is the special? Okay, that is good. It's not that we are not saying don't take bath. Take bath. But more importantly, go and associate with the sadhus. Proper sadhus, not the ganja smoking one. Then, who are chanting Hare Krishna. <laughs> so, devotees. You don't, nowadays, Vaishala Prabhupada's mercy, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy, we, that place of pilgrimage has come to Singapore. Now, this temple is what? A place where sadhus congregate. And we can learn these topics. And we can get the same benefit as going to Tirthyatra. Even if you have full lockdown, we can go to Tirthyatra just by 
In fact, it is better than Tirtha Yatra. You see, I think. Yeah. Hmm. You see this in the Bhagavatam. One one fifteen. Yat pada samshraya suta munaya prashamayana sadya punantyo pasprista swardhunya po nusevaya. O suta, those great sages who have completely taken shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord can at once sanctify those who come in touch with them. That means the sadhus who have taken shelter of Krishna's lotus feet, they can sanctify those who come in touch with them at once. Sadya. Whereas the waters of the Ganges or Ganga can sanctify only after prolonged use. It is better than... That means hearing about Krishna Katha, Krishna's message of Bhagavad Gita Bhagavad is better than bathing in the Ganga. This is the reason why you should go for pilgrimage. Because if you want to find businessmen, you got to go to a business conference or some CBD, Central Business District, you will find some businessmen. If you want sportsmen, you will go to sports club and specific cricket club, you know, football club, whatever. If you want sadhus, where is the sadhu club? <laughs> pilgrimage. Where there is holy place, where there is lords, uh, pastimes, lord, connected with the lord, sadhus will be there. That is the reason why we should go to pilgrimage, to associate with them. So, that is available now by Prabhupada's mercy in every nook and corner of the world. So, take advantage. While you are, you know, earning your livelihood and you know, going about your life, take advantage. And that's why we have these programs and, you know, we offer not only classes like this, but the entire lifestyle. You can, you have to have your whole lifestyle planned properly. We have to mold our life in such a way, Krishna consciousness means, but mold our life in such a way that we are always conscious of Krishna. Because mind, whatever we think at the time of death, we will go there, next life. If I think of, say, my mother or my wife or my sister, then I, because I am thinking of woman, I will become woman. Or if I think of my dog, I will become a dog. Therefore, to have pets is dangerous. Very dangerous according to Vedic civilization. No way. It's a very dangerous thing <laughs> to have pets. Because that's what happened to Bharat Maharaj. He, ha- he had a pet, a deer. And he got so attached and he became a deer in the next life. And it's very painful. So, that's why we have to think of Krishna always. And that is easily done by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, this is easiest way. Just by chanting and hearing what you are saying. So in this way, if we are ch- that's why we sing Kirtan, we have Japa. And then here, nice philosophy, meaningful, logical, easily understandable, everything. So, alright, we will stop here. This is, this is real happiness. I mean, you don't have to have anything else. You will have complete happiness with this. So, any questions or comments on this topic? Hmm. Mm-hmm. When I look out at the universe, it's, it's so humongously big. Hmm. Even light takes years and years to reach from one 
Okay, this is answered by Krishna. So that's why our knowledge is not based on our sensory perception, more like the scientists. So Krishna has given the uh, information that there are only five sense objects. That's why we know there are five sense objects. Although we don't have experience of any other thing, and if there was another thing, and Krishna would have mentioned that. And actually there is, like mind, intelligence, we can't perceive with our senses, but we know they are there. So they are called Sukshma Sharira. So, in the Sankhya philosophy especially, this will be mentioned in the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Sankhya philosophy is very... Sankhya means to, Sankhya, counting all the elements of the material world and everything that, how the interactions of everything are happening in this material world. The cosmic creation, the atomic creation, everything at all levels. So all that is discussed. And uh, even time, the movement of time, much more detailed than the modern scientists, in fact. And all that is mentioned, and the interactions of them, everything, Sankhya uh, And there it is mentioned that there are five senses. In fact, five, it is classified differently in Vedas. Five knowledge-acquiring senses, which, which are the five, and five working senses. They are also interfaced with this world. But they are output interface, whereas these are input interfaces. Like we get knowledge when we see a form, then we, okay, I look at that frame, okay, that's a rectangle frame. So I'm gaining knowledge by this. So that is input, these five senses. We, we will know a taste of something or a feeling of how it feels soft or hard. This is all based on, this is all input. But five working senses are output senses. So they are hands, legs, Speech, tongue again, but this time not for tasting, but for speaking. That is output. And um, genitals and anus. So these are the five working senses. Now you may say, so many parts in my body are working, why only these five? Yes, but these are the five which interact with the outside world. Senses means, it's like a sensor. What is a sensor? It senses something outside the machine. You see? So working senses, when they interact with the world, and that is, and they give output to the world. That is working senses. So five working senses, five knowledge is much more actually logical than our modern scientific understanding of five senses. Hmm. And of course, the five sense objects and everything. So, is it limited to the sorry, is it limited to the material world or in trans in, in transcendental world also there are five sense objects? There, there are no material sense objects. There is no five elements, you know, Panchabhuta and all these sukshmas, no, but everything is transcendental. And there are all these things, yes, all these five. All these are there, but in the original existence. Here, it's a reflection of the original existence. Why is the only thinking makes a decision about what will be in the world? Sorry? Hmm. So, because our desires, basically man proposes, God disposes. So, whatever we propose, he gives facility for that. So, because we have been thinking about a certain thing, and therefore he creates a facility for a certain thing. Like if I behave like a, 
like as a human being if i only eat meat for example so he's seeing okay he's behaving like a tiger next life you be a tiger and whole life you eat only meat nothing else so my thinking my habits my working and everything is designing our my next body everything just like for example if you want to start a business you have to have an idea first you have to think about it and then contemplate and then do some market research and all these things and then find out suppliers or whatever so you have a range of activities before it actually becomes a materialized manifested business and actually running operations so everything starts there in the thinking phase everything so even our next body starts with the thinking phase of in this life so that's how it is we are, we are preparing with every thought with every action with every interaction in this world we are preparing for our next body it's subtly being prepared and when actually the time comes it manifests so that's because that's why our thinking is our central thing in this world all our plans all our actions everything is based on the thinking no? all our whatever we are doing because of our, of our thoughts so therefore that's the central repository of our entire workings in the brain so that has to be channeled to krishna so that's how we can navigate our way in this world and outside this world also with our thinking so if we can think of krishna we can go back if i think of anything else i'll be i'll go to that that's why yeah so actually today's bhagavatam class is about that so actually the soul has spiritual senses and as is vasams jirnani yatha vihaya this this body is like the clothes dress on the soul right so a dress is made according to the body now the shirt is cut according to the shape of the body so the clothes uh, although they are not the person they from the shape of the cloth you can get the you can deduce the shape of the person see so similarly this this is the cloth that means if this dress is the cloth then that means it's the real senses are in fact the body actually cannot work now the same eyes on a dead body cannot see so what actually sees the soul sees not the eyes the eyes are the window and there's a window you see outside the window but the window does not see you see through the window so the soul sees through the eyes the soul experiences all these things the taste the whatever <clears throat> and actually there's a huge description of how this interaction how this happens in the bhagavatam that i can't go into all that time is up but uh, in the third canto fifth chapter of the bhagavatam today morning also prabhu was showing from that chapter how it interaction how with the connection of false ego in the mode of goodness the mind is developing and in the mode of passion the intelligence develops so many things that's too way too technical but for now we can understand this much that is how it works so yeah as spiritual senses yeah when we use it in krishna's service then spiritual material or spiritual is only depending on our uh, consciousness that's why for a pure devotee there is no material world it is not there's no there's no material world for the pure devotee material means when i have a consciousness other than krishna consciousness that is material but if i am krishna conscious 
that is not material that is spiritual i think uh, one person in the live stream has asked hari krishna prabhu ji is it not that foundation of hinduism is based in division brahman vaishya etc well <laughs> first of all it's not hinduism hinduism is a word which doesn't exist in our shastras at all this is a name given by the muslims the sindhu river in pakistan sindh river it was called sindhu river and the persons on the western side the persians the afghans pathan muslims they used to refer to the people on the eastern side of the sindhu river as sindhustan the country of the eastern side of the sindhu river but the way they say s like sthan they can say but s alone without any consonant they pronounce as ha so sindhu becomes hindu hindustan so the country of the hindus otherwise our shastra doesn't have the word hindu at all where did it come from it's a foreign word so the, the problem is actually our real name of our religion is sanatan dharma eternal religion there is no start date there is no end date it's eternal always true and <clears throat> um we are so ignorant of our own religion that we have accepted even the name of our religion as something is foreign name which doesn't even exist in our books that much <laughs> <clears throat> what are you oh, i am hindu proud proud to be hindu hindutva what is hindutva first of all that doesn't exist in our shastra you have taken a foreign word <clears throat> so sanatan dharma and it doesn't depend on these divisions in fact it, it actually depends on the complete unifying principle of everything ishavas samidam sarvam vasudhaiva kutumbakam this is the whole world the whole universe as one family how krishna says i am the father united nations is there to create the whole planet as one family but what did it do i think the last year it created more divisions than <laughs> the who whatever so <clears throat> created many divisions and many things i mean prabhupada said if there is united nations why there are 70 flags 80 flag whatever you should have one flag that is united nations but it is not possible it's a failure it will be a failure unless they take to krishna consciousness then yes it can be united nations united whole universe why only nations so that is the point where it is possible in fact ours is not division is not based on division it is based on complete unity but this division of human society into this brahman kshatriya vaishya shudra according to guna karma not according to janma is a very scientific system of human society where because every finger is different right but the aim is one to maintain this body every part of my body the brain does different thing my stomach does different thing my heart does different thing my lungs everything is different I, I, not everybody can be a, not every part can be a brain if i have brain all over my body what kind of body is that is a disorder if i have only stomachs all over my here also stomach what is it is <laughs> something wrong you know so <laughs> different parts have different functions so brahmana kshatriya vaishya sudra have different functions according to their guna and karma not janma and they all have to work in cooperation so that the whole human society can march towards spiritual perfection and everybody will benefit in, in that it's not that somebody is um uh, they miss out the chance no they don't so it's actually based on complete unity anyway i think we're getting very very late <laughs> one question is like hari krishna prabhu can you please tell me how the mind works well that's another session not now 
I think we will head upstairs. I think the Aarti is also already done. So, kindly proceed upstairs to the fifth floor for Prasadam. Hare Krishna. Bhagavad Gita ki jai. Shri Prabhupada ki jai.